The Jewish temple was not only the place of encounter with God, but the nation's art gallery, concert plaza, and poetry library. The term House of God suggests this is literally where God lives. The two stone tablets on which God had inscribed the Ten Commandments for Moses came to be kept in a portable structure called the Ark of the Covenant. This was the center of Israel's worship until the time of Solomon, when at the height of Israel's power, once David had built a house for himself, his son built a dwelling place for God. The Ark henceforth resided in the Holy of Holies in the temple, and once a year the high priest would enter and make atonement for the sins of the whole people. Hence the Ark came to be known as the Mercy Seat. Here's Johannes Brahms' setting of Psalm 84, which comes in his German Requiem, written in 1868.
There's a deep ambivalence in the Old Testament about whether it made sense to speak of God having a dwelling place, since God was evidently the Lord of heaven and earth and not to be circumscribed by a limited location. The way this is most satisfactorily resolved is by the insistence that what is built on earth is after the pattern of what exists eternally in heaven. The temple also represents the entire cosmos and is an image of the whole creation and a revisiting of the Garden of Eden. Fundamentally, it's a place of encounter and of two-way communication between Israel and God. Hence, it's often been seen as the center of the universe where heaven and earth meet and justice, peace and blessing become realities. Here's the setting of Psalm 26. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house.
the New Testament identifies Jesus as the place of encounter between God and creation and the new mercy seat where reconciliation with God comes about for Israel. Accordingly, many of the motifs of the Jewish temple are in Christianity transferred onto Jesus. There is much in the Gospels about the analogy between the destruction of the temple and the crucifixion of Jesus. Our final piece is Psalm 122, which has been sung at the entrance of every monarch at their coronation since Charles I in 1625. The most famous setting of Psalm 122 is Hubert Parry's I Was Glad, which was first performed at the coronation of Edward VII in 1902. The well-known introduction was added for the coronation of George V in 1911. At the first performance of Parry's arrangement of the 1922 coronation, the director of music, Sir Frederick Bridge, misjudged the timing and had finished the anthem before the king had arrived, having to repeat it when the right moment came. Bridge was saved by the organist, Walter Olcock, who improvised in the interim. <laughs> 